Shuchem vihino ama donai lohino adeno, maasia adeno kone adeno, maasia adeno koneo. Today's shiur is dedicated uh, first and foremost uh, for the success of Israel, Israel Hashem, the state of Israel, the Israeli Defense Forces. Uh, they should be successful in all of their operations. The return of all of the hostages safely to their families, for the return of all the soldiers uh, safely to their families. For uh, the Rafuashlema of Kofitsoe Israel, of all of those who have been injured, uh, for all of the Kedoshim, all of the, the holy people who, have, uh, who gave their Nishamot uh, during this time. Al-Ghani but we're continuing in the mitzvot that we can do with our hands, positive mitzvot with our hands. Uh, the next one, we, so we, we spoke about a kohen uh, when a relative passes away. Uh, even a kohen has to, uh, has to go for the levaya. Uh, the next one is, uh, If there is a, uh, a utensil that became non-kosher, uh, to kosher it, to kosher it before using it. So if it became not either through meat and milk or if it was something that we purchased uh, a used utensil from a goy. Right? So, so if we, so the next one is going to be to take it to the mikveh. So if it's a new utensil, all it needs is mikveh. To the mikveh. If it's a used utensil, especially in those times, they didn't have so much new yeah. uh, going around. So if you take something used. Then you have to do Hagala also, or you have to do Libun also. There, the, where do we learn this from? We learn this from the war with Midian. It's, the Torah says, people ask, where does it say all of this? Where is it? It's in the Torah, Parashat Matot. The Jews went to war with Midian. When they won the war, they, they captured to, with the, part of the spoils of wars. They captured their cooking utensils. And Moshe Rabbeinu told them, any utensil that you got, Number one, you have to do Hagalah or Libun, you have to kosher the utensil. And number two, you have to take it to the mikveh. Now, there's two types of uh, koshering out there, and nowadays it's split into different categories. Um, I, I could even add a third one, really, but there's Libun and Hagalah. Libun means to kosher through a fire, using a very hot fire, and Hagalah means to kosher with hot water. So the general principle is is that if there's a utensil that was used uh, with fire, for example, uh, mangala, a, the sikh that you put on the, the sikh, yeah, exactly, the sikh that goes on the mangal, the grill itself, a grill itself, if it was used, sometimes it happens. People want to you want to go to a park somewhere, uh, and they have grills. Or some hotels they have grills available. Are we allowed to use them? We're not allowed to use them. It's not kosher. Chas v'shalom. You have to kosher it. But what's the koshering of it? What's the koshering of it? It has to be kosher through fire. It it's it's very same, difficult. Same temperature. The same as level of heat. And it has to be the halachais. The fire has to be so hot that it turns white. 
that the uh, the grills or the sikh it has to turn white hot from how hot it is. The OU nowadays in back in the they didn't have temperatures. The OU sets a temperature. They say it has to hit eight hundred fifty degrees minimum. It has to hit 850 in order to kosher. So the way it's done nowadays, you is the uh, you know with chabad, they teach them how to do. It. They use a blowtorch, use a blowtorch, and it get until it gets so hot that you see it's so white it's and like it. almost like there's sparks uh, coming uh, coming out of it. It's the only way to kosher a grill. It's the only way to kosher something that is used. Yeah, <laughs> easier than we have. Or no one. But then there's another type is lehagil. Something that is used with hot water, then you kosher it with hot water. So a regular pot that I cook, um, I make soups in it, and I cook with hot, uh, with hot water. We, the koshering of it, koshering it is with hot water, and that's what we call hagala. Um, even the in Persian, even the, in Farsi, they call the, it Hagala. It's, it's, it's the medicine exactly. is the same as the, exactly. as the, as the, okay, well, as the sickness. The way it was used is the way that it gets kosher. And if there was a utensil that is not used for hot at all, you know, uh, uh, you know, some uh, a cup, a cup that is not used, uh, you know, a, uh, a cup, a cup that is not used for anything hot at all, a kiddush cup or uh, uh, anything. So what's the koshering of it? How do you kosher? You just have to wash it very well. You just wash it and make sure glass, there's no glass, actual there's no residue. Uh, glass, glass yes. Glass according to Sfaradim. The Ashkenazim, oh, they're, yeah. Yeah, the Ashkenazim are strict about glass. Some of them are, some Ashkenazim are even strict that it's impossible to kosher. They, they, it's at that extreme. Yeah, it's not about, but, the, but Sfaradim, we say that glass is something nothing that attaches to it. nothing attaches to it. Um, it only has to be washed and cleaned very well. That there should be no actual residue on the exterior of the pot. There should be no uh, residue that's left. And glass, glass also technically it doesn't become meat or dairy. It also doesn't become meat or dairy. You can use it for both. You can use it for both, and you call it. I've never heard of like a, a Jewish uh, uh, Jewish mother. Yeah, we have two uh, Especially amongst the Mashadis, yeah. I've never heard of no, somebody yeah. that they they actually use, will use <laughs> will use the same for both. Uh -huh. But technically, that's the deen. If somebody knows of somebody that they're secular and they're it's not okay. keeping and. Uh, Tell them, tell them use, to use, use a glass. Tell them, tell them use glass, exactly. So, the next one is mitzvah lehatbil kelim anilkachim It's a mitzvah to uh, take utensils that were purchased or acquired from a non Jew to the mikvah. So, if it was used, it needs Hagalah and mikvah. If it's brand new that I purchased from the goyim, it only has to go to the mikvah. The mikvah is not a physical cleansing. We, we always have to stress this point. People think that the, the mikveh was the equivalent back then of washing it with water. It's not washing it. It has, it has nothing it's to do with not, it. It's not physically dirty yeah, that it's, you it's need to... It's purifying it. It's purifying it spiritually. The mikveh is a, it's a spiritual concept. It's a spiritual tahara to show that it went from uh, becoming a utensil of koim and now it's a utensil of, uh, of Jewish people. So we take it to the mikveh and it has a bracha. Whenever we take the utens when we take utensils to the mikveh, always at the the mikveh kelim, it's a different. It's never uh, we don't uh, mix them. The mikveh for people is and, one mikveh. And the mikveh, and mikveh for, for utensils is its different. own. 
it's uh, it's different. So here in Greenwich Synagogue, they have one. Now, in like I see in some places in Brooklyn and the Five Towns, there are some stores that they have a mikveh outside the store. So immediately. <laughs> so immediately, yeah, you can buy it, but, take but it to the mikveh, and, you, and you finish. If so, so, it, so if the Jew, if a Jew manufactured it also, ah. and yeah, and a Jew sold, but very often the manufacturer is still goyim, and so, when the manufacturer so is still goyim, the, yeah, it's still in the company in the same. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, top. <laughs> Sure. Uh, the question is: Is it possible to make your yes, The answer yes, is yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. If if a uh, person knows by, how to by the rules, by it, there are rules. Yeah, there are rules. <laughs> there are laws of how to engineer it. But yeah, in, in theory, it's doable. You know that the the mikvehs nowadays, what the way they they mostly work. I don't know about the mikveh kelim, but for sure the the mikveh people. The way they do it is that people don't actually immerse in the rainwater. What they do is there's a law is that once you have it one spot. Um, a, the required amount of rainwater, then once something else attaches to that water or becomes part of that water, it makes it kosher as well. So there's 40 se'ah, let's just for argument say it's, it's a cubic meter, it's a little bit less, it's less than that, but let's say it's a cubic meter, for example, of uh, rainwater, then once other water that is, uh, other water touches it, that water becomes kosher as well. So what they do, for example, for the women's mikveh and for the men's mikveh, is you will always see anytime you go there that there's two holes. There's two holes in the back. And behind the holes is the reservoir of the actual rainwater. The actual rainwater is behind over there uh, in a reservoir behind the holes. The mikveh itself, it's city water, it's city water, and, just, and the way they do it is there's a pipe that goes under the reservoir, and, and they turn it on, and it, and it overflows into the, uh, in, into the mikveh. So there's laws about it, so, and, and it makes it kosher, and that, and that water is kosher. So that's how our mikvot nowadays um, are done. Aside from the fact they add chlorine to it also, and they add... Um, uh, <coughs> they have ozonator to clean the bacteria. So they take very good care of it. Man, if anybody would go to a public pool, for sure the mikveh is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, um, but the rainwater is actually behind it. So, but yeah, in theory, a person can uh, do it in their basement. If you bring a, a rabbi, an engineer, that they know the laws and they know how to make... It has to be a, a very good uh, type of uh, cement that water cannot seep through it because it has to stay there and then you, the, rain, the rainwater has to come directly down uh, into it. So the, the pipe, um, generally it's not one that, uh, it, it, it's, it's one that, ha yeah, it has to be made of a material that is not a it, um, it's not a metal pipe, it can't be a metal pipe, it has to be a plastic pipe, so there's laws that the, there are rabbis who are expert in this area, but it's in, in theory it's possible. It's possible, yeah. A person can do it uh, even in their own house as well. I, I know that they're having a house. Yeah. Yeah. The, no. <laughs> the, 
So the mitzvah to take utensils to the mikveh, and of course, most people after they take it to the mikveh, they wash it regular in their sink. That's fine. Uh, but it's a mitzvah that you do. You say a bracha. Mitzvah birkat kohanim in siyur kapayim. It's a mitzvah uh, to do birkat kohanim every single day for the kohanim to bless the Jewish people. Thank you. Uh, with, love, with love. In siyur kapayim. When we don't charge for it. It's a mitzvah when a person prays to have kavana. Now, one of the tools to help a person have kavana, Peleyoit says, if a person knows the tefillah by heart, a person has learned the amida by heart, so to stand like this, with one hand on top of the other, uh, over your heart. Yeah, you have to over your heart. It's the right over yeah. the, the yes, left. The, be exactly. Because there's a Kabbalist, Kabbalistic. Uh, <laughs> the right over the left one praying. Like a servant in front of his masters, in front of his master, is a method of helping a person focus. More, more is one, of the, one of the tools to help us have Kavana. If there's a person chasing after someone else in order to kill them, in order to harm them. It's a mitzvah to save the one... That, that is running away. Yeah, the one that is running away. The one that is... Being pursued. Being the one, yeah, the one who is being pursued. It's a mitzvah to save them and to, um, and to neutralize. Let's use, to neutralize the rodef, the one who is chasing. This is the halakha that, uh, you know... It, it, you know, when it comes to abortion for us, abortion is asur, right? But sometimes the the, the case in the Gemara is that it, it comes to a situation sometimes they're at uh, you know towards the end of pregnancy that the the doctors had a choice between saving the mother and between saving the baby. You have one or the other. So the Gemara says that the the baby at that point has the status of a rodef. It's it's the baby is going to kill the mother. If the baby is going to kill the mother, yeah. the mother who is already li- alive, her life becomes first. Her life comes first. Because she's already alive. If, if, yes. So if the choice is, I have to save the mother's wow. life, or I have to save the baby's life, the, the Gemara says, it says, yeah, nobody should know, nobody should ever know of uh, such a situation. But the life of the mother comes first. Life of the mother comes first in order to save the life of the mother. And then you try to save the baby if possible also. But if there's no other way to save the mother's life um, other than to, uh, um, than to uh, kill the baby, then, the, then a person is required to do that. The life of the mother is, uh, comes first. Even though we treat the, the fetus as much as possible, with the, it's, it's one that basically uh, has life. Uh, abortion is a source for pinning, um, according to the Torah. But this is a case where it becomes as, as if it's a rodef. It's as if it's one that is chasing the mother in order to, to kill it. And that's why the mother's life uh, comes first. So that is a mitzvah. There's, a, there's also a din, the, the, the Gemara says, this is halacha. Halevai, you wish that the, the, the country would make this, the government would make this the law of the country as well. The halacha of the Gemara is that if somebody comes into a person's home in order to steal, 
their blood is on their head. You're allowed to shoot them and kill them. A person is allowed to kill them. Even if they're not coming to kill. Even if they're not that's coming to kill. They're just coming to steal something. They're just coming to steal something uh, from your house. But because they might come to kill, if they get caught, sure, you're not sure. A person's not sure. Hababa machtere. This is deen. This is a deen. Yeah, for for self defense, the halakha is that if a person enters your house to steal, you're allowed to kill them. You're allowed to shoot them. Damo berosho. His blood is on his head. Already, he's made he's made his blood open for anybody who wants to kill him. The fact that he's entered somebody else. Yes, listen to our Torah, listen to the truth of the Torah and the beauty of the Torah. Yeah, this, this, is, this is what truth is. Well, you know, a person can uh, break into any store, can break into anybody's house, uh, can take whatever they want, sit a couple of years in jail, and then they go free. And the owner of the house and the store owner still loses. They still don't get anything back <laughs> from what was taken. It's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. A person has to know that a, a person has a right, uh, is entitled to the things that they own. Nobody can steal from you. Nobody can come and steal. So if someone comes in the middle of the night uh, in order to steal, the, the Jewish, Jewish law says, according to Jewish law, the fact that he's entered your house in the middle of the night in order to come steal or enter the store uh, in order to come steal, already he's made his blood have care. His blood um, is already free to be killed. This is the deen, because he's like a rodef, because that, that person might, might come to kill. Bizman. Okay. With the permission of the rabbi, the headmaster <laughs> oh. has to be reincarnated. Okay. <laughs> it's Monday. It's Monday. It's Monday. We wish everybody It's a big problem, because the government doesn't have the same laws, unfortunately. You're getting to travel.